What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast with your host, Madeline Moon. Today, we are speaking with lifestyle blogger Eileen Sue, who is also a YouTuber, podcast host, and the creator of the Artist of Life Workbook. Through her blog, Lavender, and the podcast, The Lavender Lifestyle, Eileen empowers people around the globe to embrace their true potential and create the life of their dreams. Um, this episode was so much fun. We talk about creativity, being intentional. We talk about going through the process of creating a career out of your passion. We talk about not having a full-time nine-to-five type job and how you can ultimately create the type of lifestyle you want by having side jobs and part-time jobs. We talk about self-care. We talk about planning your year with your goals. We talk about so many delicious things. Things. If you're not familiar with Eileen's YouTube channel, Lavender, definitely check that out because I'm assuming you're very much into personal development and self-love and self-growth. And if that is true, then you're going to love her channel. Before we head on over, here is the review of the week. And this comes from Always a New Moon. And she says, two of my favorite things with five stars. Episode 219 with Bridget Musselmont was perfect. Biddy Tarot has been a huge influence tarot practice. And Maddie's podcast has been a huge influence on my spiritual journey. I read more than a few books she or her guests have recommended. And their interview together was exactly what I didn't realize I needed. I feel so encouraged to pull out my deck right now. So this is I, this is not planned at all, but the episode she is referring to with Bridget, me and Eileen go into today. We talk all about our love for Bridget and her new book, Everyday Tarot and um, Tarot Cards. So it's really funny that I pulled out this review last minute to share on this episode where we totally gush over Bridget's work. So if that's not a sign, if you've been curious about tarot and you're like, should I get into tarot? Maybe this is your sign because we are like, tarot, tarot, tarot. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Anyways, thank you so much. Always a new moon for leaving that review on the podcast. I so appreciate your kind words, especially saying it's two of your favorite things together. Like, ah, I'm so blessed and I'm so honored to be in every single listener's ears whenever you're popping on a new podcast episode. I thank you. I am grateful to you and I really acknowledge you for taking the time to work on yourself in a loving way by listening to nourishing wisdom from the speakers on this show and coming back for more if you would like to have a free 30-day trial of audible and get one free audio book go on over to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings you will get set up there if you would like a list of my 100 favorite self-help money mindset relationship divine feminine and masculine books all of those juicy topics go on over to maddiemoon.com slash free gift and you will be able to download that there there's actually three gifts on there so just scroll to the bottom for the 100 free books one and you can also get a audio guide from me and an ebook from me all on that same page so go go hook yourself up that's all the announcements i have for today I'm excited about this episode, so I say, let's go head on over. Mm-hmm. 
You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. Hey everyone, we are now joined by lifestyle blogger and YouTuber Eileen to learn all about her tips for living an intentional life of creativity and design. Welcome to the podcast, Eileen. How are you? Hi, Maddie. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing so good. <laughs> I am doing wonderful. It cool. is a beautiful day in Portland and it is my last day in Portland so yeah. you're coming to LA right yeah I am I'm excited for you yeah I'm excited we're gonna be like in the um Santa Monica area so it'll be nice like we have really loved well I've really loved being in Portland I think my partners loved it too but our place is really dark like super <laughs> dark so when I'm podcasting here with you I'm like in this dark dark blue room like really dark mm-hmm. with like all black furniture it just feels like being in a hole so I'm ready for the beach and the <laughs> sunshine oh totally and you're like leaving before it gets I mean it might be super rainy already in Portland but it has yeah. been it's been super <laughs> oh, really sunny. yeah I think we came here okay. we lucked out we came here at the right time okay <laughs> and where are you at again I'm also in LA oh, in Pasadena okay. yes yeah yes, it's that's beautiful right. here mm-hmm. oh lovely and you just got back from Asia where were you in Asia uh, I went to Korea and Japan with my family. It was super fun. Mm, have you been before? Um, I have. So this time it was with different people. Like I think I've been before with friends. And then it was my first time going with like a huge group of cousins. We had like, I think at the end of our trip, we had 12 people total. So it was it was fun to travel in a big group like that. And we just, yeah. Mm, that sounds great. Oh, I, I was looking through your Instagram earlier this morning and there was um, some picture I think I saw of you and your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm just yeah. thinking that's so cool. Like I, I've never traveled internationally with my family, especially Aww. not just like with my mom or anything like that. And I thought, how cool would that be to be able to see the world with your family? Like it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. It's like a lot of good bonding time. Yeah, yeah, maybe one mm-hmm. day. Be great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have this new fun question that I'm going to start asking on the podcast. If I can like okay. keep up with this question, sometimes I forget about these like routine questions I want to ask new guests, but you're the first one that I'm going to ask it to. So I'm super excited. Okay. Okay. Currently, what is your muse? What are you inspired by right now? Oh my gosh. You know what's so funny? I, since I was recording a bunch of podcasts last week, um, I, like, I think the one thing that interested me the most was this lady, Biddy Tarot, who teaches about tarot cards and how to read tarot cards. So after that interview, I bought my first tarot deck. And like this week, I've been 
reading, doing like tarot readings for myself daily. And I love it. Like, it's so much fun. It's, does, does that answer your question? I think Muse is supposed to be a person, right? It's, is it? <laughs> Maybe that or question is it doesn't just work. Because like, well, my podcast well, is called Mind Body Musing. So I hope it's mind body like like we can uh, muse i don't know well, i think it's I'm all not of it sure i i think so muse like means like inspiration right yes exactly some people think it's like a person oh i hope anyway because that question won't work i've heard me. that in music like oh like because like lana del rey will be like oh this is my muse or like anyway okay well for the sake of this question it means inspiration and also okay, okay. we're on the same wavelength because i just had bridget on the podcast Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, her episode went up um, a couple weeks ago. So if anyone hasn't mm-hmm. listened to that, it's it's amazing. And we learn all about tarot. Yeah. And I got her book. Do you have her book as well? I do have her book. I've been <sighs> reading that. It's a nice, easy one, Everyday Tarot. It's great. And like, yeah. I love it because it's more than just tarot. She talks all about like your, your work, like what you do for your career that excites you or limiting beliefs and dreams and goal setting. Like it's so much more than just the tarot, but it's a way to look at your limiting beliefs and dreams and all that with tarot. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's like the tool that I think I've always wanted something like that. I mean, when I was a, ki- a kid, I used to love like using my eight ball. I would like ask it questions because I'm a Libra and I'm a little indecisive. And I feel like I always, I guess I needed something to help me strengthen my intuition. Mm-hmm. And this is really new. Like I just started it this week, but it's it's been really really interesting. And which I have to ask, which deck you got? It's called Fountain. The That's Fountain. That's the one I have. Oh my, oh God, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because I was like searching up all the different kinds that um, Bridget recommended, but that one just stood out to me because it's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. I remember seeing them yeah. probably a year ago, and I was looking for mm-hmm. my first tarot deck and. It's there's something so um, it's like it's watercolor, so it's soft, but yeah. the images are, are um, I don't know what the word is like very, very vivid, I suppose. Like, oh, yeah, I, it's just yeah. it's immersive. Like I like I feel very connected. There's to emotion in the, yeah. in the vision. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not I did not at all resonate with the um, writer something deck that everyone else seems to write weight. Yeah, because yeah, they're very traditional mm-hmm. and archaic. I'm not into that either. I, I'm all about like watercolor, artsy, modern vibes. <laughs> yeah, I so see these cards for you. It matches yeah. like your everything, your vibe, your hair, yeah. your YouTube channel, probably your apartment. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How okay. funny that you have it too. I, I know, that. right? It's like out yeah. of all the decks and out of all the like muses that we could be having right now. We're it's connected the same thing. now. Yeah. Like Everyday Tarot is literally on my bed right there because I've been reading it every morning. It's great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so back to putting the focus on you. Right, right. <laughs> I want to go into little bit about your story and your background especially what led up to starting your very well-known and popular YouTube channel a place where you are extremely creative and share your life and your journey what led up to that well uh, I think it all birthed from a place of me being super lost in life I mean briefly like I'll just through my childhood I was raised in an Asian household where I was expected to succeed, perform, like do well in school, be like just a quiet, good girl. And I think my whole life, so I don't have a great memory of my childhood. And I think it's kind of because I was like on autopilot, I was kind of robotic. And 
I mean, I did study music. Of course, I had like fun memories, but a big part of it was like just achieving and doing what others told me to do. And when you're in school, you have like homework, you have a syllabus, and then you just have like things outlined for you on like how to do life, how to get an A in this class. And I think I kind of had that mindset up until like college, just like, oh, I'm going to do these extracurricular activities to get into a good college. And then when I was in college, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all these internships. And I studied business at USC. And it was, I was doing a bunch of internships. And I, as I was doing all these internships, I was like, wait, I, I don't really like any of these environments that I'm interning at. Like, and these were considered fun jobs. Like I worked in marketing and fashion, social media, and I just couldn't imagine myself in that office setting. And I think during junior and senior year was when I was like super frustrated at myself, very lost. I was, I just couldn't figure out life. And it was the first time in my life that I didn't have the answers because I always had the answers whether somebody gave it to me, you got it from your teacher or your parents or, or society in general. But I just, it was my time to make a decision for myself, what career or what job I wanted to get. And I just, I just couldn't. Like I was so, I, it sounds so trivial now maybe, but it's, it was a huge thing, a huge struggle that I had to go through. And I just remember like talking to a lot of friends and being so frustrated, like, why can't I figure this out? And so I think that might have been what started me on my self-help journey in junior, no, it's my senior year. I, I got the opportunity to study abroad in Milan, Italy. And that's where I brought like a couple self-help books with me. And I never really read books outside of school. And these were books that I found like at the bookstore that was like closing down in my town, <laughs> you know, it was during that time. So yeah, I think that's when I dived into this book that taught me about the word purpose how to find your purpose. And one book that I remember reading was called Caught Between a Dream and a Job because I was imagining like, okay, soon I'm going to get a job that I hate. And how do I figure out how to like get out of that job? Like I was imagining my future and I'm like, you, you know what I mean? I was kind of trying to think ahead, like, okay, what can I do to, to fix my life before I have to take that job that I hate? And so I was reading that book, which really inspired me. And I think part of it was also traveling, meeting new people that I got inspired. And from there on, it wasn't like an easy journey. I didn't exactly find my purpose right away, but that's what jump-started me on this self-discovery path. And then when, I, when it was time to graduate, I actually decided not to take a job. And I decided to just to, like try everything that I ever wanted to try. Like I love performing, I love music. I love entertainment, so I I actually pursued music for like the first three-ish years out of college. And at the same time, I was like working part-time, doing marketing for a food festival. I was acting, auditioning for a lot of different roles. So I didn't have like any nine to five to hold me down, which was my goal. Like my goal was just to figure out what I was meant to do with life. And those two or three years taught me that I didn't need a job to survive. I could actually create my life freelancing, doing all these random things. I, I it was really eye-opening those years of like self-discovery, kind of living with an open path. 
And I think I needed those years to really explore because I was super lost. I needed to try things out and try everything out until I figured it out. And it was during, like, inspired from that journey of self-discovery and, you know, figuring things out that I started Lavender because I started Lavender when I already read a lot of books and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so inspiring and I want to share it somewhere. And also, obviously, I wasn't, I still didn't have my life figured out. So I'm like, okay, I want to be able to share that online, share my journey through YouTube. And I forgot to mention that this whole time I I had a YouTube channel for music. And like I said, I was pursuing music. So I felt really comfortable with a YouTube platform. And I was all, always watching YouTube. I kind of grew up watching like Michelle Phan, like these beauty and fashion YouTubers, vloggers. And I, I had this like thought like, I was like 22 or 23 at the time. And I was like, why can't I find someone talking about personal growth on YouTube? Why are there no people my age? All the books and blogs that I was reading were written by people in their mid-30s. They were usually white male in their mid-30s or above. You know, either it was those like, you know, the classic books like um, how to make friends and influence people. Is that what it's called? How to win friends Mm -hmm. and influence people. And then there's like the Tim Ferrisses. And I'm like, uh, there's no like younger people talking about this. So, so I saw a gap, like the business side of me was like, okay, there's definitely a gap there. And I believed in YouTube. I'm like, I know it's going to grow. So yeah, it was part inspiration, part like my business mind going like, I think this is going to work. So that's what started YouTube. And of course, it was like a slow, I think the first two years, my channel didn't grow that much. And then the second two years, it kind of took off. And, you know, back then, words like self-love and self-care were not very mainstream. And now I feel like it's very mainstream. So I feel like things have grown. And I mean, we're here now. So to be clear, you have never had a full-time job before. One specific, okay, awesome, (laughs) awesome. There is a huge part of me that's like wishing that was more of the the baseline assumption of what people would do rather than the baseline being like going off to like going off to your first full-time job being in the corporate Mm -hmm. world all that pressure I think I'm and very similarly to you that's what I did I did not have Mm -hmm. a full-time job I wanted to do my Mm -hmm. own thing and I had like four part-time things yeah so I really love that you're bringing this up of allowing yourself to have this space to explore and I'm assuming that like with that said there were some maybe some um, privileges to that as maybe you didn't have debt you had to pay off yeah definitely like I was lucky I mean I am lucky to have the family support that I have I, I've lived at home like after college so I kept my expenses low and I just moved out this year so it was like 2012 to 2018 I was living at home so that's a wow. good chunk of time yeah so I'm I can be pretty frugal like I was raised to like you know be frugal enough but I I definitely yeah yes I'm privileged and lucky but see, that's a really great tip. Even even if someone does have debt that they're having to pay off and they have this pressure to go get a full-time job, you can live at home. Like assuming that that's a mm-hmm. possibility. Like some people are yeah. would say to themselves, well, I can't live at home because that'll mean I'm getting behind with all my peers. But actually you're very much getting ahead yeah. if you can save some money in that way. You're saving money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So I love this. Okay. Um, Lavender. What does that mean? Where did that name come from? 
I get that question a lot. Um, but the name itself doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just a word that I thought was pretty. Okay, so my thinking was I wanted to create a word that wasn't on Google. And I wanted, you know, if someone were to search up my name, it would be the first thing that comes up. Just, I don't know, that was my thought. And at the time, I had purple hair. I really loved the color purple, lavender. And I think it's just, I mean, it's a twist off the word lavender. I just tried to make it sound more pretty and dreamy. But also, I I love the symbolism of the color lavender because it's very dreamy. It's like a color of like wisdom and like spirituality. So it's it's a little bit of all things, but there's no specific meaning. When I first, however we connected, whether it was Facebook or Instagram, but I do remember on Instagram when I first saw your photo on Instagram with that hair <laughs> and it said Lavender, I definitely thought that was also, I don't know why I didn't question this, but I thought that was your name. Like I thought your name was <laughs> oh, Lavender. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this lavender is so cool. I like, I love lavender oh, stuff. Oh, that's so like, funny. Lavender is so pretty. <laughs> and then it's I just like a good well. word. No, it's okay. People call me that too. Like people who just meet me, they're like, hi, lavender. I'm like, hi. Oh, really? Do you get yeah. emails that are like, hi, lavender. So, oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's kind of great. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It's just funny. Okay. All right. I have so many questions for you. So One of the things that I know can very often happen whenever you are creating a business out of a passion and something that you're really excited by and maybe you spend, it's been several years now. How many years has it been since you've had Lavender? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. So after working on something that started as pure passion and love and excitement, there have probably been some waves here and there of where you're passion feels too much like a job and maybe feels stressful at times. Does that ever happen mm-hmm. to you? Um, all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do in moments like that when you want to come back to that pure place of having no expectations on your art and allowing it to unfold in the way that it wants to unfold rather mm-hmm. than putting it inside of a box and saying this is how it has to be? Yeah. I think the struggle with YouTube is sometimes you can get caught up. I guess in social media, you get get caught up with the numbers. And when you put out a video and it doesn't do as well as your previous videos or say like you put out consistently like four consecutive videos that don't do as well as your old videos, like it gets to you and it's not always like that's not what you should do, but you just can't help it sometimes. And there's always like, you know, pressure when you're comparing yourself to others. So all of that, judgment and pressure is really real to me especially also like stress when working with like brands which is something that I do a lot now so what I've done lately is remind myself to make creating fun and say like sometimes when I have a brand deal like of course I'm very happy to get it but then the week that it's due I'm like stressed out and it feels like work it feels like oh my god I have to turn this thing in and oh like you know what I mean like I'm forcing it out of myself but like I had to like reframe my perspective I'm like okay Eileen this is a brand that like you're happy to work with and everything aligns but like why does it feel like work so I had to reframe the thinking like okay how can you make this project fun? How can you create an idea? Like put a little more effort into your idea. Don't just use a lazy idea because I have a whole list of ideas I could use. But I'm like, how can we create something new and treat this as like like a passion, like personal project and make that video with this brand? So, so it's more of like changing the way I see a, like a job into 
I don't know, just how can I make this fun? How can I be super creative and like let myself out, let myself go in that way? And that's kind of what I did this past week. And usually I'm very structured in my creative process, but I think I let myself be more open. I I like wrote down in a journal like a few words that I think I want this video to be about. And then I just free flowed like stream of consciousness like off of those words. And then I kind of used snippets from my journal and pieced it together for like a video voiceover. So it was like a new way of like creating a, a video because previously I would have like a topic like, okay, let's make a video on how to figure out what to do with your life. And then I'll be like, okay, what are the steps or what are the tips? And then this time it was completely different. Yeah. Are you talking about the clean video that you just published? I'm not actually. Well, clean, I kind of did free flow writing, but the one that's coming out after that is also, that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Because I just yeah. watched the clean this morning and I will, I'll make sure that I link mm-hmm. it in the show notes to this. Um, oh, yeah. But I loved it and I was so inspired by it. And I think that like what it did for me is create an emo- I, I created emotion, which is something that mm-hmm. I don't often experience when I'm watching personal development videos on YouTube, just in general, mm-hmm. like I'm learning things, but this really created emotion of, mm-hmm. I know what that's like to go through some sort of a creativity rut and then yeah, yeah. find ways to come back home to yourself and your rituals and your routines, the things that make you feel really good that sometimes we neglect or put off. So whatever cr- yeah, creative process totally. you use to make that, I definitely felt something watching it. Thank you. Yeah, I really like that one, too. That was a similar process, but that one I just, like, wrote a bunch of stuff. It was also, like, a journal entry in my Google Doc. (laughs) So I think lately I've been trying to experiment with more creative videos, and then I'm getting more creative ideas. Like, yesterday I got this really great idea in my head, but it's an idea that I need to, like, kind of, like, hire a little production, like, rent out a studio, get, like, some people involved. Um, But, yeah, I don't usually think of like bigger ideas like that but I I think once you open up that channel more comes to you Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. and I I was wondering if you have certain tools that help open up that channel more like for me Mm -hmm. I know that if I listen to podcasts I typically get really inspired for new topic ideas on my own show just by listening to them, like hearing their conversations, I'm like, oh, that's an amazing thing they just touched on. I want to dive even deeper into that. So podcasts do that for me. I don't listen to a ton, but when I do, mm-hmm. I receive that. What really yeah. brings that creativity and, and excitement and newness really, like c- continues to expand what you want to dive into on your channel? Any tools there? You know, I wish I could say a podcast, but Podcast is it's more like I want to listen to them more than I actually do because I, I never have I never want to like click and listen mm-hmm. to like an hour episode. So for me, it's more YouTube videos. I watch videos from other creators, but a lot of other times just opening the creative channel is just me journaling myself, just taking the time to journal daily. And usually I get a lot of good ideas Like, you know, if I'm consistent with my journaling and also I can't leave out like last week, I interviewed a bunch of podcast guests for my podcast and I call it my podcast week where I'll do like two or three interviews a day for four days and I get super inspired because I'm like learning something new every single day. So that definitely inspired me. Wow. You do two a day for four days. That's really two to three. Last week I did three. So I mean, I just like the idea of like bulk recording them so that I don't have to worry about it later on but I 
I think last week, maybe I went overboard. In the future, I'm not going to do like four days. Maybe I'll do like three, two or three days a week. <laughs> I think that's really smart, though. What I do yeah. is like one a week. And sometimes that, I mean, not sometimes, most of the time, that's really kind of iffy. Because mm. if someone, if that one guest for that one week cancels, cancels or, or the audio yeah. is bad, then I don't have a backup or something. So oh. I used to I'm do one a so, week. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not ahead of the game. I'm kind of like on <laughs> schedule. Like when I record with someone, they're going live that week. Like it's oh, kind of where okay. I'm at right now. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I used to do that. But I think bulk recording is easier for me because when I'm in podcast mode, I could like prep multiple interviews mm. in advance and then just get them knocked out and then not have to worry about recording, but just like yeah. putting them out. Yeah, I like that idea. I might try that out. I Definitely. Mean, I At least do new. like two a week or something. Yeah, well, I do ahead. that. I do do two okay. a week. I, it's not always okay. one. A, the one a week thing is actually kind of new. So normally I do two to three a week, but not in a day so that's what's oh new to me. that's interesting yeah yeah okay cool so you mentioned journaling and I know that you have a whole YouTube video on your love for journaling and I wanted to ask you what I know you have various journals so what all mm-hmm. types of journal themes do you have right now and which one do you tend to what type of journaling do you tend to do the most oh uh, my favorite journaling type is morning pages which is stream of consciousness writing I don't always do it in the morning I can do it any time of the day but I try to write like two to three pages um, at a time when I can so that's probably what I do mostly now I know I have that video on like different ways I've journaled in my life but what another other ways I don't really consider it journal because one is like taking notes from like an online class and another oh well I do have a journal for like my tarot and astrology like interpretations <laughs> yeah <laughs> I that one's just like a separate journal for I, yeah anytime I do like a reading for myself or like I I was studying astrology too like a few months ago um just I'll write all my notes on that stuff there um that's about it actually And I have my Artist of Life workbook, which is also a journal. Like I have a section where I do like monthly gratitude lists. So I'll do that. And then just, you know, free hand random journaling in that one as well. And I think this would be a perfect time to talk a little bit about that because I'm really interested in the Artist of Life workbook. What Mm -hmm. is that all about? So the Artist of Life workbook is a guide to help you create your most intentional year. So it's there's different sections. There's like a goodbye this year. So this year it would be goodbye 2018 and then hello 2019. And so there's just like questions to prompt you on, you know, being grateful for this year, releasing whatever you need to release and then how to set your intentions for next year. What's your theme? What do you want to invite into your life? It's really fun for me to to be specific, like have specific questions guide you to help you plan your year. And then there's like a huge like goals section. There's like health goals, career goals, relationship Mm -hmm. goals. I I break it all down. And then there's a self-love section with a bunch of exercises. And then my favorite part is like the ongoing monthly review section. So I like to review like the highlights of my month and like kind of like how can I do better next month? So each month there's like a a little activity and then you set your goals for the next month and then you just kind of repeat this every month (laughs) and it's nice because there's like quarterly reviews and check-ins so that you're you kind of like stay on on track with your goals because I think if people don't check in with themselves on a regular basis you kind of fall off and then you don't 
remember to bring yourself back on or there's nothing to keep you accountable. So this book kind of keeps you accountable in those areas. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's like a combination for me personally of the five minute journal, which I I love because it is about the the gratitude and also being clear on what you want to accomplish that day. But then also like the year goals and then the quarterly Mm -hmm. check-ins. I do year goals. I have in my Evernote one page that I do of reflection of the past year and then what I call it is just refocus. So like reflection Mm -hmm. of what I just experienced that year and then refocusing on the goals for the next year. And then Mm -hmm. I have monthly. So it'd be like August 2018 goals, blah, 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 all in an Evernote. So while it's nice to have it all there in sync with my um, computer and my phone, like I would rather have it all in one place, like a book. I think that's much more rich to be able to hold something like that and be able to come back to it and write. And there's like the, the connection between writing and the emotions and how it makes you feel. And I think that's a Mm -hmm. crucial part to manifesting is that actual writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I love handwriting things. Like I'm still traditional in that sense because I, all my journals are like handwritten. Yeah, but yeah. do you have like really pretty handwriting? Because I bet you do. <laughs> no, do it's it's a mess. Really? Uh, I, like I feel like your handwriting is probably incredible. I guess if I really incredible. try, yeah, if I try, I can make it look good. But if you look at my journals, like where I'm just like free handwriting, it's it it can get so messy. Like I can barely read it. Okay. Okay. Cool. That makes me feel yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, okay. Beautiful. I'm so excited about that. And I'll make sure that I have a link to the artist of life workbook and the planner Mm -hmm. on the show notes for this. Yes. Yes, for sure. Okay. Something that me and you had discussed a little bit before we hopped on, um, to record via email was talking a bit about limiting beliefs in our life and limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs. I think is it's like a hot term right now. And everyone's like, Oh, I got limiting beliefs that are blocking me from creating money. I got limiting beliefs about relationships and what I deserve to have in a partnership. And like left and right, we've got limiting beliefs. And I love the process of understanding what's happening, just simply creating awareness. Like I think that's Mm -hmm. really powerful. And then when you have that awareness, you can get really clear on how is it showing up in your life and what are you doing to actively listen whenever it you know triggers you or it arises but then not not actually listen to it and obey this limiting belief for you I want to know if you can recall what is one of the last limiting beliefs that has popped up in your life something that you've you weren't really sure that it was present in your life until a certain moment you were like wow I see this pattern or this habit that keeps popping up what was the last thing that you can recall I think so many things. One is the definitely like money limiting belief. Like I don't believe that I can make money from what I'm doing or I don't believe I deserve to make a lot of money or even like the fear of making a lot of money because you're afraid that the people around you will see you differently. I think I still kind of struggle with that a little bit. Like it's more like it's definitely on my mind when it shouldn't be when I know like I I should move through that. So that's that's still one. And then another one would just be like, there's a lot of stuff about like self-worth because even though I talk about like personal growth and self-care and all that stuff, like I still see instances where I'm triggered, where I feel insecure, whether it has to be like insecure about just, I don't know, my capabilities or my creativity. Yeah. So, so things like that are still in me, you know, the insecurity, which yes, I totally relate to that. Does that seem to pop up mostly whenever you are 
surfing other people's YouTube channels. Oh, totally, totally. It's it's it pops up when you're like on Instagram or you see someone else do like I don't know. It it it's just I think it's so hardwired into so many of us. It's hard to let go, even though logically you know that it's wrong and like you're great and the other person is great and you can both be simultaneously great. I think there's something in me that is used to being like. Like I have to be the number one, or have to be the only one who's doing this really well, and everybody else shouldn't. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then when, yeah. yeah so, I I don't know what it is. It could be a lot of things that we can go deep into it. But let me know what you think. What you're thinking? Yeah, I re- I relate to this as well. And it's, I was thinking about this the other day actually. Um, there's like this. I'm surrounded as you are by people like even including you okay I'm gonna be totally honest this Mm -hmm. morning when I was like looking through all your stuff and seeing this beautiful workbook and journal you made and I was like oh my god why am I not creating something like something people can hold like Mm -hmm. I want to create a book like I did that this morning and I was just like (laughs) oh this book is so amazing and like I want to be able to create something like this how do I like create a plan of something I want to invent and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then so that will happen on one end where I see people doing really amazing things and I'm like I'm not doing nearly as amazing of things I should be doing more and then on Mm -hmm. the other end I'm like oh my god I've been doing this for seven years and I'm exhausted with creation 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 (laughs) like I don't want to do any of it so yeah I feel you on both of those (laughs) yeah it's and it's like this daily it's it's a daily balance so to say like I'll get a little bit of that and I'll get a little bit of that and so to preserve your own creativity what have you been discovering or finding or what typically helps you with staying in your own lane so to say um one thing is meditation and yoga because just taking the time to like center yourself and not listen to the noise and not paying attention to it that really helps a lot and something that I has been on my mind, like literally these past couple of days is, you know, the quote, like a flower doesn't compete with the flower next to it. It just blooms. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that quote because it just like we're all flowers. We're all unique and beautiful in our own ways. Like or you can't compare a rose to a peony to a sunflower. Like they're all beautiful. And it you can ask someone which one's better and it'll be a different answer depending on who you ask because it's just it's just their taste so it's not about like feeling better than anyone else or feeling lesser than anyone else just know that you are unique and just bloom on your own don't even think about all these what what everyone else is doing I know it's hard to actually put it into practice but just putting that metaphor in my head really helps me especially like this week (laughs) Mm, yeah I love all of those recommendations meditation Mm -hmm. for sure yoga for sure Yes. Um, and, and then remembering just that everyone is being is being called to their own unique creations, however that mm-hmm. may come. And just remembering that somebody's greatness, like whether someone's really beautiful, someone's really smart or whatever, it doesn't diminish your greatness. Like it has nothing to do with you. And they could be great, you can be great, and you can both be great together. And it's for some reason we like to compare ourselves and feel lesser than like we like to shrink when we see someone who's like oh my god they're so amazing but why why does it make us shrink like why why can't you see yourself as amazing too yeah exactly mm-hmm. yours so yours are like super positive and then mine are kind of like so <laughs> something that's really helped me um uh-huh. and it's definitely darker and it's not going to be helpful for everyone but i 
I come back to well I'll start with a positive one essentialism Mm -hmm. I'm like Mm -hmm. I can't be doing everything like because then I'll do everything okay whereas I can just do one thing and do it really well yeah essentialism like really focusing like what is my lane and how do I stay in my lane maybe I need to stop listening to so many other podcasts so that I really just focus on my own and like Mm -hmm. listening to others is making me compare myself or maybe I need to get off this YouTube channel and just blah 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 um so just essentialism and like protecting your sacred space protecting your journey protecting your art and then the not so bright shiny happy one is that I like to think about mortality (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) we're on this earth for such a short amount of time and I'm not meant to I'm not on this earth while in while purpose is so important purpose is defined by me Mm -hmm. so I get to decide in any moment and you get to decide and everyone else what your purpose is in that moment and it never has to be creating a certain thing or keeping up with the Joneses or having this Mm -hmm. particular body because life is brief and it will end for all of us. So really for me, I always come back to this. Am I happy? Mm -hmm. Like, will that bring me more happiness doing something over there? Well, maybe. And if so, then like, yeah, pursue it as long as it's being pursued with love. But if not, it's really being motivated just by comparison then that's yeah. that's not going to bring me any of this mysterious happiness that I assume is on the other side of that. Yeah, and it's never going to do as well if you're not doing it for you. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. All right, so speaking of all of this, this leads into my next question, which is what edge are you on currently in life? What do you mean by that? What edge? Yeah, edge. Like, what is this? I know it's. I've, people ask me this often. Like, what does that even mean? It's like this, <laughs> you're you're on a tipping point of growth in some way. There's like oh. it's, it's an it's an edgy place. It might be pretty uncomfortable, but you're edging out. I keep using the word edging, which probably mm-hmm. doesn't help for the sake of this question. But <laughs> it's okay. does that make more sense? Yes, I get it. I get it. Okay. So the edge that I've been on this whole year is like learning how to grow outside of myself like meaning build a team with my business and it's been like a year-long slow struggle of like learning how to do that and slowly expanding like this month I just um, brought on a graphic designer and we're like still figuring out how to work together so that's definitely new and this whole year that that's been new and I think also creatively I'm pushing myself to not do easy videos and easy topics but try to do things that take more creative inspiration creative thought or just more like effort more time and thought because I think on YouTube you're so used to grinding on a schedule like let's get out two videos this week and like just pump it out that you can easily like fall back on very easy simple videos and not there's nothing wrong with that because some people love those and it's also helpful for people and I, I don't think I'll stop doing it completely but I just I do want to challenge myself to create better work. I think all artists kind of want to do that. You always want to push yourself. Mm-hmm. Making more intention behind those videos and like yeah. really putting your creativity. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Yeah. And for the rest of the year, what is something that you're really wanting to learn? I mean, we talked about tarot, but is there anything mm-hmm. else in your life that you're really like honing in on? learning more about and immersing yourself into that particular world I mean if you ask the question that way it's definitely tarot Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah because it's something that I'd recently got into and discovered and it's 
it's really great for honing in your, on your intuition. And I think I do believe in the spiritual world. And I do believe we have like guidance from the universe. And it is just a magical way to like get in tune with that guidance. Because I'm someone I see like repeating numbers every day all the time. Like literally like two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 five. Like I see it basically every day. And I see those as like a sign from the universe that I'm on the right path. And like it's it's always encouraging to see things like that. But I think with tarot, you it's more intentional where you can ask a question and then this like each card has like a very deep story and it, it's kind of crazy how like I don't know you always get the right answers that correlate to what you asked and it might just be your intuition pulling out the the meanings that you mm -hmm. need but either way however it works it works and it's it's cool <laughs> are you gonna do reversals yeah I've been doing that Right. Yeah. Cool. I was just wondering. They're like kind of complicated to me, so I haven't been really doing them yet, but I'm going to learn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just read the reversal meanings on um, thebiddytarot.com. She has great like descriptions of each card. Oh, that's right. I, I remember yeah. downloading that. Okay, that's what I'm going to do because I was like trying just, to... Just I'm Google to, it on her website. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to just only use my intuition to see what it means and mm -hmm. like my intuition doesn't know what these reversals are, so that will come Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, I, I usually start with intuition and then I'm like, okay, I think I need description because yeah. I'm new at this. Yeah. Okay, good tip. Okay, mm -hmm. so before we go over to the divine deep dive round, is there anything else you want to share with my audience and where can people connect with you online? Oh, there's, I mean, I think ultimately remember that life is meant to be fun. You're here to enjoy the journey. So don't, I would say just don't get so focused on like the end goal because I know it sounds so cliche, but really like focus, bring yourself back to the things that make you happy, even in the everyday. I think that's what's most important. Maybe that's just what I'm focusing on now. And you can find me online at lavendare.com or on YouTube, Lavendare, Instagram, Lavendare. Perfect. And I love that wisdom. And I will have those links on the show notes to this episode. Okay, divine deep dive round. You know how this goes. Quick fire questions. Mm -hmm. All right, number one. What do you want to be praised for in your life more than anything? My creativity. What is one must-read book? The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you could be any person who is dead or alive for a full day, who would you be and what is the first thing you would do? Oh, there could be a lot of people, but the first one, the first lady that comes to mind is like Maya Angelou because I think she's like confident, sassy, and cool and so creative. So first thing I would do, I don't know, just wake up and have breakfast, enjoy my life. <laughs> I, there's nothing specific. Um, what is your favorite meal right now? Uh, weird question because I don't... I don't have a favorite. Oh, okay. I know. I've been making this like banana bowl with like dates and nuts. I like bananas and fruits. So things like that. Acai bowls. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite beauty product right now? Uh, there is something. I have this. It's this brand called Ven Skincare. V-E-N-N. -N. It's a Korean brand, but it's like an all-in-one moisturizer serum thing. So that's been really good. Yeah, your skin's amazing. Like you have Thank you. beautiful skin. What is your I definitely work on it. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. 
It looks like the kind of skin, though. It's like just naturally so beautiful. But behind the scenes, there's so much that goes into keeping oh, it. Oh, yeah. Taking yeah, care definitely. Of. We have to remember that. Yes. What is your favorite form of movement? Like not exercise necessarily, but just any way that you love to move. And it can be exercise. Oh, I love dance. Like I used to dance hip hop in college, but I actually I'm more of an expressive person. So like contemporary dance is super fun for me. I'm not the best at it, but it's super fun. Okay, two more questions. Describe your relationship to coffee in one word. I don't like coffee. Oh, so I guess um, nothing. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I'll tell you why, because I have, I'm so sensitive to caffeine that when I drink even a little bit of coffee, I'm like jittering, like my mm. body is shaking. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, I would say. <laughs> okay, last question is, what is your spirit animal? Hmm, a bird. Because I like to be free and fly around. Yeah. Oh, like that. <laughs> that is lovely. Well, yep. Eileen, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank this was you. so fun. You're so you're so creative. Yep. And like, I just love your vibe and I love your energy. And I'm really excited that we've now been able to be on each other's shows and just like learn more about each other. And yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. So thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone, as always, you can go get the episode show notes on my website just go to maddiemoon.com slash eileen dash sue that's x u and you can click on all those links over there and i will see you guys very soon for another episode of the mind body musings podcast next week 